My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 118 of The Kate Show. Guys, how interested are you in creating another income stream? Or in not trading dollars for hours anymore? In being able to live a lifestyle that you actually want instead of one that is chained to chasing down the next client? Until recently, the only solution to this problem was affiliate marketing, where you're selling something for someone else on your website, and if they click the link, then you earn a commission. And unfortunately, that requires so much website traffic and so much dedication that it's really not a viable option. But if you fast forward to spring 2020, which is when I'm recording this, as an interior designer, you now have another option, and that option is Side Door. Side Door is an online platform that's currently in beta, but actually, by the time this episode airs, it's pretty much launched. It's so close. You can go there and sign up for their beta program. You have to apply, prove you're a real designer, of course, but you can really hit the ground running with Side Door as soon as you finish listening to this episode. And Side Door is paving the way for trade-only brands and manufacturers to remain exclusive to practicing interior designers, preventing large corporations, you know which ones I'm talking about, from circumventing the interior designer and selling direct to consumer. So if you want to protect your trade-only rights and relationships, and if you want to create a leveraged income stream for your business, or have an additional income stream, or completely replace your main income stream, and continue serving your design clients at the highest level, you're going to love this episode because I am interviewing Lindsay Humphrey. She is the CEO and founder of Side Door. You might know her from some of her other ventures, Design Collective, and her huge interior design firm, Alder and Tweed. Lindsay's dedication to the home industry is so inspiring and impactful, and it's just, uh, it was so awesome to talk to her because she saw a need in the industry and she created a solution. She knows her ideal client, you guys, like the back of her hand because she has been there from starting a business with her siblings from the ground up, going through those hard years of trying to figure everything out, to then turning around and creating a platform that allows you to curate rooms and other such designs, and then make them completely shoppable. So you could do this on a per-client basis, or you could do it on a massive basis, where you're curating, let's say, a living room, and it was for one particular client who was paying you for the design service, but then you can turn around and sell that design over and over and over and over. That is brilliant business. So you guys, are, you're going to love this episode. I'm just going to get right to it. Let's dive right in to Side Door. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. All right, guys, I am here with Lindsay to talk all about the awesome platform that she has developed called Side Door. Lindsay, welcome to The Kate Show. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad that you could be here. I am really excited to introduce your platform to my audience because honestly, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect place. 
And it's something that they can use to really take their businesses to the next level. So before we dive into side door and all of that, would you mind giving me just a bird's eye view of what your business journey has been like to this point? Because I just want to give people some context as to the origins of side door, basically. Yeah. So it's been kind of a long journey and a long entrepreneurial journey, but I'm going to keep it short and quick. So I started an interior design business. Maybe some of you know it. It's called Alder and Tweed. It's a bigger business now, but it started very, very small in 2008. So we launched with my siblings. It's a family business. Our interior design business at the worst time ever during the recession, but it ended up being the best time ever because you had nothing to lose. And so I started where most designers start, which was like kind of at the ground floor and built this interior design business over the course of that many years from 2008 till now. And it's grown into, you know, a a great business, but it's been an organic journey as probably many of your designers have been on that you start small and you, you build your brand and you build upon it and you have to change and switch and manage, you know, all of the the different hurdles that come along, but that's where we started. There are many glasses of wine involved with building a successful design firm. Uh, That's just in any business, really. I mean, it is, it is the hardest and I'm actually curious and this is off script, but did you feel like the first couple years of business were especially hard compared to the rest? And I only ask that because I have a lot of design students to listen as well. And what they are seeing and what they're telling me is that years one and two have been excruciating. And then once they get past that, it tends to get easier. But then I have some who they're just about to step into this and they're like, wait a minute, do I really want to do this? So what was your take on those first few years of business? Yeah, very hard. And it's a labor of love. And I think for any entrepreneur general or any person who starts business, You have to go into it realizing that you have a learning curve and most of your time, money, sweat, energy is spent on that learning curve. And that learning curve is figuring out your niche, figuring out how you're going to be profitable, figuring out what look you're going to design for and what your client base is. Those first two years should always be looked at as how you're going to educate yourself to grow your business. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot that goes into whittling down who your ideal client is instead of trying to serve everyone and getting known for something, which I really think that you with Alder and Tweed, like you guys have done that. You've become known. And a quick little caveat to that. If you run that business with your siblings, do you guys ever fight? I have to know. We get along surprisingly well. And we have our moments where we disagree on you know, certain aspects of business, but they're not huge disagreements because we all have the same goal in mind, which Mm -hmm. is we want to grow a successful business. We have, you know, we started with just the three of us and now we have, you know, 50 plus employees. So, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot resting on our shoulders and I would tell your new interior designers to enjoy the moment where it's just you, because when you have all the responsibility, that also comes in struggles. And that also comes with its own burdens. It's Mm -hmm. great, but you know, you owe a lot to those people that work for you to keep them employed. And so it's a wonderful problem to have because you're a successful business at that point, but there's a part of that first part of the process that we look back on 
and say, oh, wow, like that was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me, fascinating really, how people can actually have extremely successful businesses working with family members. I mean, that's an amazing, wonderful thing. But then also yeah. the transition that you have to make, whether you are in business with family or by yourself, going from yourself or family to then having all these other people that you're adding to your business family. Right. And as you said, you have to get used to it. Right. Yeah. And there's so many relationships to navigate and then still keep them employed, like you said, and be profitable on top of it. Right. And and that is where I see side door coming into the picture. I mean, even if for the women or men, they're a one person show still, I also see this as being a good thing for them to add to their business. And before we kind of get into the industry problems that you are solving with Sidedoor, right? can you explain the name? Because I've been super yeah. curious. Yeah. So when we decided to launch Sidedoor and I'm in charge of it, and it really was, you know, my idea, I thought we wanted to use best practices of the industry. And e-com is a huge threat to our business. The big e-tailers just really are. I mean, let's just all be honest, right? Like our yep. clients go around, they circumnavigate, and so does that. So side door was kind of a way to say, this is a little bit hidden. Your clients aren't going to be able to get on the site. They're not going to be able to come into the site. This is for you. This is B2B. This is specifically for the designer. And that's why it's called side door, because there's no front entrance for a client to be able to go around you and, and shop on side door. That's clever. I really like yeah. it. And yeah. it, it speaks to the deep industry problem that you're solving. And I'll just flat out say it because at this point it's not news, but a lot of people are being threatened or feeling threatened by the way organizations or companies like House are going around them and getting to the homeowner. Uh-huh. Nothing against House. They're their own business. They can do whatever they want. But the good news is so can designers. You guys can Absolutely. do whatever you want. So what exactly is side door doing to help prevent this really big problem that is stressing designers out like crazy? Well, side door was an answer to that. Alder and Tweed morphed into a furniture brand and the furniture brand shows at High Point and Las Vegas. So this is not an aside, but this leads you to kind of how we heard from you. And we knew the own pain points ourselves because we started as this tiny design firm and had to deal with all of the clients going around us, et cetera. But we would have designers come into our showroom and say, hey, wait a second, do you sell online? And we don't. We made a choice not to on the furniture production side. And the reason why is because we know that small business is the backbone of all industries, but it's the backbone of the design industry. And small business is where the majority of the sales come from to any vendor in the design industry. And so we said, okay, what's happening here? When a vendor sells on e-com, the client the designer is working with can go directly to that vendor on a site and have a one-click checkout experience. And we've conditioned our clients because of all of the large retailers that are going through our heads right now to get used to shopping that way. You know, they don't want to be built. They don't want the hurdles of you presenting 10 invoices. And because that's the way that we work, and because we are tastemakers presenting them beautiful options, what's our biggest pain point? Them going around us, taking our ideas and going to one-click shopping. And so Side Door was created to allow the designer to give their client one-click shopping. 
So you go on side door, you create a collection of the products that you want to propose to the client. It can embed onto your site, your website, or become a shoppable link if you're small and you don't have really a dynamic website yet. And your client can click and check out on all of your selections right there in one place. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> guess what? The client doesn't have to go to any of these e-tailers anymore to purchase the product. They don't have to shop you. I'm so excited about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I get, Thank you. I get so many emails from people who are like, can you set up a shop on my website? But then when we go into the logistics of making that happen, because obviously they want to sell product, you know, from their vendors, they don't want to just become another home goods. Right. Then there's a barrier to entry there. There truly is. What I want to ask you next is, does this require technical ability? Because there are a certain portion of designers out there who are like, you know, I'm not really into the whole technology thing. I can do Instagram stories and I feel good about that. But when it comes to setting up anything with e-commerce, it scares me. So what would you say to those people? I get that and I understand that. And that's why we created Side Door. It is simple. It's just like you going onto any site and clicking on product and adding them to a cart. So what happens is you go on Side Door you have the design that you want for your client's living room or family room or kitchen or dining room. And you can discover products just like you would on any shopping site. And you add those to the collection for that client just with the simple click of a button. And then at the end, you choose to publish it or you choose to use the link to share it with your client. And it's that simple. So, so if you can shop online and you can do anything on Instagram, you can do side door. It requires like zero technical ability. Yeah, that's really cool because, correct me if I'm wrong, but that would mean that if a designer was curating furniture decor accessories for their client's living room, they could then take that entire collection, publish it on their website or make the link shoppable, like you said, uh -huh. and then they can just reuse that again and again and again. That's right. And they can create new ones and they can categorize them by client or they can say, you know what? I am doing a blog post and the blog post is all around the color blush. And so I want to create a collection for people to be able to shop on my blog and mm. they can go onto side door and select all of the lovely pieces and blush that they want to highlight, publish it to their blog. And now their blog becomes shoppable. So everything that you do on side door allows you the ability to monetize your business. And um, I just believe that that is the major pain point in the industry now, right? Because not only are small designers and small businesses and designers in general crippled by e-com, they're crippled by the billing cycle. They're crippled by having to carry the bag of billing their client. What if their client doesn't pay on time and they've already bought all the furniture and only collected a small deposit? Mm, like, yeah. Right? Major I mean, problems. we lose our shirts on that. Why do you want to chase money? And the client now is conditioned to buy the whole of the product online. If they go on any of the large e-tailers, they have to purchase that entire piece. And so all you're doing is giving them the option to purchase from you instead of from those other sites. Okay, guys, we need to hold on for just a minute because I have a really important question to ask you. How are you planning to grow your business this year? Do you have a plan for getting new clients? Do you panic when your word of mouth referral sources dry up? It's time to take a proactive approach to growing your business with the Window Coverings Association of America. 
The WCAA specializes in helping upholsterers, window treatment workrooms, and interior designers build businesses that last. They offer ongoing education on topics such as business, profitability, marketing, window treatment design, upholstery techniques, and more. If you want a business that can withstand the economic ups and downs and still support your family, you need the WCAA. Go to WCAA.org to learn more about becoming a member. And P.S. to everyone else listening who might want to partner with or advertise with the WCAA. There's a place for you too. Go to WCAA.org and click on the industry partners page. So the main way that customers would find these shoppable links or the actual uh, curated room, for example, would be through that designer's website. And I ask this because I know that there are some designers listening that are like, well, but what if one of my colleagues is also using Side Door and let's say her markup is a little bit different and we haven't even talked about markups yet. And I would yeah. like to hear your thoughts on that. But how do we make sure that this isn't, uh, I don't know, necessarily pitting people against each other or creating a different problem? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because maybe it's not even a problem. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? We use the best practices of the industry. So we decided, you know, the industry made these rules and this tech disruption has kind of broken some of those rules. So we want to go back to those best practices. And each vendor sets a price point that it can be sold at online. So we are maintaining that price point set by the vendor. The vendor decides the wholesale price point, decides the designer price point, right? Designers all buy at designer price point from a vendor. And then the vendor has a specific price point that it can be sold online and it's called IMAP. And so everything on side door is that at IMAP. Okay. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that, and this is the reason your client, you don't want your client shopping you. You don't want them going to another site and saying, wait a second, you're charging me too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. You want the client to feel like they're getting the best price and the fair price. They're just buying it from you because if they don't buy it from you and they buy it elsewhere, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. And so side door uses all of those best practices and you can embed it on your website, but let's say you just don't know if you want something like that on your website, or you don't want to showcase it to your clients on your website that way. It also creates a link that links to a custom collection page for you that your client can also just shop on that page. So you can share that with anyone that you work with. You can share that with other designers, but the only way that clients actually discover anything that Sidedoor does is through the designer itself and in the design industry. So Sidedoor doesn't publish its own pages. It doesn't publish its own product. It's all designer led. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love it because it's keeping all those trade only vendors truly trade only and yep. protecting the businesses and the income of design firms. So basically this means that people can have a more passive or leveraged income stream by doing this. Would that be right? Yeah, I wouldn't even call it passive. I think it might take over their main income stream if they use the tool properly. And this is why right now, many of our small business designers, many of our new designers, many of our designers that have even been in the industry 5, 10, 15 years are making their money solely off of retainers and hourly fees. And that is kind of a crippling way to do business, right? You guys are probably saying, oh, and I have to chase the money and prove my hours and that, 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 that. The designer that knows how to make money off of furniture finds that that's their biggest profit center. 
And what's happening right now is if you're a designer and you have a small business, very, very hard for you to open thousands of accounts. It's very hard for you to submit all the purchase orders, do all the backend work, do all of the things to, to keep that business going. So you default to just charging an hourly and sending your clients elsewhere to purchase the furniture. They'll find your design on e-com. They'll find it in a trade showroom. You'll maybe bill them for the 10, 15, 20 accounts you have. And then you're chasing that money because you're collecting a deposit. So what Side Door does is this. Charge your retainers. Charge your hourlies. Create your collection and make your huge profit on this furniture because we give you the same spread you would get if you open the account yourself. So the spread generally between a designer and retail is about 30 to 40%. So you're going to make 30 to 40% on your collection, which means if you sold an entire living room and it was 15 to $20,000, you've probably made more than your hourly and retainer just on that living room. So you've doubled, doubled your profit ability. Mm, my goodness. If I were an interior designer, I would be applying to join your beta program right now because anytime you can stop trading hours for dollars is right. when you can really scale a business. And right. the design community has had an extremely hard time with that because up until side door, what can you do? You can um, offer e-consults and those are great. You know, there's a time and place for those, but it's still trading your time. So yeah, you're piecemealing it. Yeah. Yep. And you're only as good as as much time as you have. Well, what if you have 10 clients and you can create 10 collections and you still build them for your time, but now they can shop in the comfort of their own living room on those 10 collections. And we know you don't have a showroom anyway, so the client can't feel and touch the product. The client's still trusting your taste. And so instead of being the tastemaker and them going elsewhere and ripping off your beautiful design, they shop directly from you and we handle all the back end. So once the client checks out on that, we place the purchase order, we pay for the product, we get the product to your receiver or to the client if you don't have a receiver, and you make the, the spread between designer and retail. So if I were a client using Side Door and you're the interior designer, let's say, so I'm shopping on your website, I'm putting in my credit card information for the furniture I want, and then it, it just shows up at my house or who's in communication with me or how is the designer involved? Can you kind of give an overview of that? Yeah. So we want the client to always feel like they're buying from the designer, but it's powered by side door, right? So side door handles the credit card processing system. It does all of those things that you don't want to have to do in business because it creates a whole bunch of exposure to your business, right? So what happens is when the client checks out, they go to a checkout screen, it's tailored towards you, the designer, but also says that it's powered by side door. So they know that the receipt on their credit card will actually come from side door. And then on the back end, once that order is submitted, our order team tracks everything from A to Z and is in communication with you and the client. So for instance, when the product ships out from the vendor, the client will get a notification and you at the same time that the client, the product has shipped. When the product is received, the notification will also go to the client that the product's been received. So there's constant communication between the designer, the client, and side door to make sure that the order's fulfilled on time and getting to the client in great condition. Got it. It's such a smooth sounding process. We make it sound so easy, but believe me, like to figure out all of these hurdles for all of you and to make sure that we're making your life 
easier. It's been quite the process for us to develop, but it's been worth this labor of love. There's a lot of work that's gone into this. There's a lot of incredible partnerships that we've made with these amazing vendors that really believe in supporting small business. Side Door is a small business advocate. And so everything we do is around supporting small business, supporting the interior designer. And so every single time we've gone to a vendor, it's been with all of you in mind. Mm -hmm. And I like that because we were talking off air about how these interior design firms are expected to look like the tastemakers and have this celebrity vibe about them, but then they they don't necessarily have the funds to support that or the resources to support that. Right. And now you're changing that dynamic. So if we've got designers listening that are like, oh yeah, I want in on this. And I, I know we do. What type of designer is a good fit for side door? Is there even such a thing as not being a good fit? And do they need a certain level of design experience in order to really make this work for them? Okay. I started small. So as I told my story, we started in 2008 accepting any job that came our way. So I want to let you guys know that first and foremost. And because of that, I believe that the best designers and any designer starts at the ground floor, right? Because you can't enter the business with 10 years behind you. So this is a good fit for any designer, any designer that wants to have a good business and wants to make profit either right out of the gates or 10 or 15 years in. We have lines with all price points because we know when you first start, you're still engendering trust with your clients. So your price points aren't as high, but as you go through the process of developing and growing your business, your budgets with your clients get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we want to grow with you and we want to be your advocate and we want to support you. So as long as you are an interior designer with the proper credentialing and have a business license and have a resale license and actually have set up a business in that name. We don't want any of your clients coming to us. So we do vet you and ensure that you are a proper interior designer. You're welcomed on side door. I'm so glad you mentioned that you start out with the lower price points because I know that a lot of the brand new designers, you know, we've got 23, 24 year olds fresh out of design school and they know that they have to start small. Like you said, everybody does. So I love that this can grow with them because If they love it and they're using it and then later they're like, oh, darn, now I have to use a different platform. Well, number one, there is no other platform. (laughs) Number two, it's like, who wants to learn new technology? Good grief. (laughs) So I love the flexibility of this. Now, if a designer wants to join your beta program, I know you mentioned that they need to have the proper credentials and licenses. Where can they go to fill out your application form? Yeah, so you can request an invitation on our website, which is onsidedoor.com. So literally onsidedoor.com. And you request an invitation there. We vet you and then we send you an email requesting your other credentials. So you'll get plenty of communication. The site launches in the middle of May and you are onboarded onto the site based on when you signed up. So you're assigned a spot in line. And when you signed up is when you are asked to come onto the site. And if we have all your credentials, the onboarding process is really simple. So we've kind of already pre-set up your account essentially. And after that point, you're welcome to shop and we'll add new vendors all the time. And we want your feedback too. You know, this is a tool for you to make more money. So whatever makes that better and easier for you, we're going to take your feedback seriously because we want to grow with you as a small business. So if you're like, oh, hey, Lindsay, 
we need this and we have a bigger team this and this, but I'm always accessible. So feel free to reach out to me. Then we're going to take that into account and say, you know what? Our designers are asking for something that makes their lives easier. And we're going to add those tools to side door to make it, you know, really organic and, and to make it so that it grows with you and, and allows your business to scale properly. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back to scaling and stop trading those hours for dollars and yes. get your life to a point where you don't have to necessarily choose between your family and your business. And this aligns with so many priorities that I know our designers have. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it is my pleasure. And Kate, thank you so much for reaching out to us and always coming up with ways, you know, to empower your audience because you're an advocate for them. And I saw that immediately when I started learning about you and what you do. And I'm just really impressed and our values are aligned. You are so sweet. Well, thank you. And I hope that you stay safe out there in Utah. And thank you. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon because this is a much needed resource. And I am so, so glad to have met you. So thank you. Oh, I'm glad as well. And it's such a pleasure chatting with you and stay safe out there, everybody. Thanks for listening. Visit us at the Kate Show Podcast.com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.